0: Good evening, everyone. It's uh, Jason Powers. So, this will be my uh, 500th post on Substack, um, of which roughly half have been podcasts, and they were uh, done long prior to uh, my uh, uh, establishment of uh, the account on Substack. I think my first written post on Substack was like November of 2021 it was a couple years after I'd started uh doing this uh creative uh work of publications and podcasts and what have you um basically November of 2019 was when I put together a website uh, that's no longer around <laughs> uh due to finances and uh just uh started to and i published a uh social commentary book uh this was my second that was actually my second book uh, a manhood doctrine i'll leave a link in the uh, description if you want to check it out uh which as it turns out uh evidently uh i lost uh, control of my uh, google and amazon accounts which means uh I've already, <coughs> uh, not that that should surprise anybody. So of course, here comes all the traffic. Hold on a second. So uh, yeah, so here's the quick story on that. I, uh long time ago had created, you know, Amazon, Google accounts like everybody else have. And, uh, and for doing my publishing purposes, So, I logged into my Amazon account and it wouldn't take it. Uh, As a matter of fact, it popped up a strange email account that I don't know why it kicked over to that, but it did. It was a Google Mail account. So, I, and it was connected to a Gmail account that I hadn't (coughs) been logging into significantly. Like, I'd log in maybe once a month, maybe once every six weeks the count isn't full or cert- certainly shouldn't be because I had less than uh, 50% of uh, uh, file usage it's like 15 gigabytes or whatever so anyways I uh, couldn't get into that either as it turns out it had a two fa- has a two factor authorization and even though my password hadn't been changed or anything like that suddenly I couldn't do that so and the phone that I had connected to it of course uh, I no longer use that phone or I don't have it so I lost my uh, Google account and my Amazon book account and I know people say well you can call customer service this that and the other thing that's great Uh, I'm really worried about it really am not so I established a new Google, or a new Amazon account, which is easy enough. And i already had a, I used my Proton Mail for email now. So in and of itself, I don't care about Google. <laughs> I certainly really don't even care about Amazon, but Amazon's good for creating. Uh, so if you wanna publish something or get a hard copy or get a paperback, which I'm planning on coming out with, uh, this is just the way to do it so I will establish a uh, use the established count that I just made and I'll publish the, the two volumes that are forthcoming which that's what we'll talk about a little bit here uh, now so yeah I'm uh working to consolidate I mean I obviously have all the prior works that I've published um, have the the documents and the files so I won't do any further updates on those, um, no, no no, need to, and so there may be some referencing or putting those parts, bits and pieces that fit, because a lot of it is social commentary and <coughs> research that uh, will enliven or uh, reinforce what I've already uh, put together on the uh, the current big volumes of the two volume set so been working on that pretty good uh total rewrite total reconfiguration <clears throat> may eliminate a less will be more on the graphics side so there'll still be graphics don't worry about that but uh, um there won't be quite as many uh be more data analysis um uh, things that stuck out pictures uh when i say picture graphics be more towards showing like economics and uh, trade policy and certain things that uh, have arose during this uh, time frame. Uh, Maps, uh, that kind of stuff. Things that are more to a historical thing than than just uh, there may be and I haven't decided yet. Depending upon what I have left I may do a a short uh, montage or meme chapter so to speak at the end of the book or as a or as a separate section so or maybe I'll just put it in one particular section and it'll be just nothing but uh, memes that can stand on their own so we'll see how that rolls um, that's where I'm bit at um, so yeah there's there's always lots to talk about of course uh, there's so much you know going on in the world, uh, so much um, that I could probably uh, go into and try to, uh, you know, try to make some sense of, you know, it's very, uh, very much a time frame where we're having to spend more time really contemplating uh, what the future is going to be in this, you know, not so great reset. In terms of how people are going to uh, try to manipulate us and uh, drive us to do what they will, there are a lot of people that are waking up and resisting. However, like anything else, you know, not as many as they should be. As it turns out, most people are followers not leaders per se Uh, takes a lot for everybody comes to their draws their conclusions based upon um, how much willing they're how how willing they are to put up with stuff or or if things don't uh, aren't impacting them then they say what's the problem you know they don't uh They only look at problems based upon where they're at, not where other people are at. Or they don't, uh, it's not an issue for them unless it personally impacts them. So they can see, you know, for example, say for example, like, uh, we'll take the hot button issue of certain uh, things like the, uh, the the transgenderism or, uh, or like the gals that are gals. The, male, the the fake, fake males, fake gals that were dressed up out in uh, California at the Dodger Stadium, uh, sisters or whatever the hell they are. Uh, so, uh, for somebody who say doesn't have kids, actually is on the left, uh, teaches or is a professor. To them, that's all hunky dory. They don't, they don't see any issues with this they made it pretty clear that uh, <laughs> that from a principal standpoint they'll say they have every right to say what they do it's like yeah, no one's stopping them from that it's when they start objectifying kids so we set boundaries for a reason in our society because we know those that are weak vulnerable, kids are vulnerable uh, mentally disabled uh, people who are know on the spectrum can be easily uh, manipulated propagandized brainwashed uh, very interesting how people don't think that those people should be protected from people that aren't vulnerable I don't particularly think uh, an adult male who decides to dress up as a woman or has or uh, decides they want to become feminine <laughs> ...or whatever you want to call it... Uh, is, uh, ...is in any way... ...a weak. That's somebody who... ...doesn't want to... ...conform with... ...norms... ...social norms... ...societal norms... ...and... ...actually today... ...I might be a little loud over here... ...so actually today... ...I was... Uh, ...looking back over my... Uh, ...cultural... Uh, ...books in particular regarding uh, the Chinese actually so bicultural, it was uh, cross-cultural management so I took a course in this back in 2014 or so 2014 2015 I was doing my MBA and uh, I was uh, the idea was to uh, uh, determine um, you know what kind of drives uh Certain cultures to be certain ways. This is this is actually suggesting, by the way, that there are separate cultures that have separate uh, value systems, and that we all lie on these particular value systems on a spectrum. Uh, if it's loud in the background, which it probably is, uh, it's just a, a plan of some sort. Uh, steam and everything. Everything's loud. Anyway, walking through the industrial park. So as it turns out, you know, China has, a, has one particular, uh, actually it's very, it actually puts China and the United States at loggerheads. So China has a very unique position as being the number one country for what's known as a long-term orientation. Which is tied to, obviously, uh, or maybe not obviously, but towards, uh, uh, let's just say, perseverance and, and or uh, withholding uh, gratification or not seeking it as quickly, being w- be willing to uh, bide their time, be patient. And of course, these things are, you know, good values in and of themselves and um, my uh, there's qualities beyond that so hierarchy or specifically uh, you know having a sense of shame having a sense of uh, knowing to uh, uh, let's just say acknowledge uh, acknowledge uh, status so a status culture so of course you know the hierarchy of males, dominant males like Xi Jinping, like the Chinese Communist Party, that are members of that. At the there's uh, divisions and uh, particular circles, just like any other. We have a hierarchy too. I mean, we created in our system a little bit, uh, or actually substantially now, because we're becoming more like the Chinese and less like the individualist that the United States was based upon. So and that would be the other value, individualism. So the United States has been a very individualistic culture, pioneering. It's in our it's in our roots of discovery. Of course there's a lot of people that like to think we there was there's always the smart asses who say you know the united states doesn't have a culture oh sure we do it's just developed differently from doesn't mean that we didn't draw from our european cousins and in different uh sects around the world as they've come in and brought with them nature and culture which is why this has been a melting pot but it's been basically based upon believe it or not people who are looking for a new start a better life uh hard workers people that want free enterprise, want there to be a rule of law uh, that's carried out accordingly. And by uh, by all means, none of these things are perfect. Um, there, that's the reason why there's always been a... there is a constant struggle <laughs> uh, to keep a system, keep a republic, if we can keep it. Uh, I think Franklin was the one who said that. So, meanwhile... The Chinese are very much a, you know, they're a much older society. And, of course, their, their, their lap dogs will slobber all over them and tell them how great and wonderful they are. But they haven't been great, and they haven't been wonderful uh, for a long time. Uh, there's a reason why they have a uh, a desire to rectify their century of humiliation. and uh, Because in the 1800s, they got their... Literally got their asses beat on a regular basis by uh, other empires like Russia and uh, Japan and the British and they, they blame us too. But various other actors, uh, the French, uh, all had a, had a substantial impact on their, on their psyche and dishonored them, and created great shame inside, and created a, of course, uh, they eventually uh, fell into a revolution, because they had such weak leadership that, you know, their revolution started around 1915, basically lasted through 1949, until uh, Mao finally secured and achieved his, uh, <coughs> his, uh, his, uh, takeover, uh, fully of the Chinese Communist Party as the, the the paramount leader after beating Shanghai Shek, so their their whole situation is now they want power, they want revenge too. They definitely want revenge against Western hegemony, and and we have people, our European cousins, are traitors to this in particular. They're the uh, the quote oligarchic or elitist class that people seem to don't think it exists, but it does. Just because you don't get to touch it or see it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't mean... Uh, they say, well, you can't name names. It's like, you know, a lot of these people don't like you to know their name. They, a lot of them don't, you know, make a uh, big to-do. Now, they have front people that do that for them. I mean, Klaus Schaub is purely a front guy. But, uh, you know... Uh, and sometimes they come out and speak. Though, You know, they're, they're, they're isolated and they're usually... Uh, people say, "Well, this person doesn't have that much problem." No, they are the spokesperson. Say, for example, uh, King Charles the He speaks for those uh, decrepit royals in Europe that know that their resources are are depleted, that their finances are, are uh, in chaos, and they both them and the Chinese have severe debt issues, along with the United States, which is why they're trying to push us into collapse, so that they can bl- someone, they have something to blame this is all about a blame game when you get down to it human beings are not very honest and they're not very uh moral and they're not uh built uh they won't accept responsibility for their for their uh poor decision making we all are like this just about by the way but when you have as much uh authority and have enough uh still have enough assets and resources which they do they they have all these resources which but the problem is is they're afraid of losing control of all of us so they have to have you know that's the reason why they're they want their reset they want China's hegemony they want China's totalitarian system installed around the world they want to eliminate freedom completely people that are that do not have any clue that this is going on uh you know or if they have it they just call it a grand conspiracy well they they're sheep they're they're people that can't think outside the box for one thing they don't think like the chinese who who have literally made a 100 year plan in 1949 to be uh at the top by 2049 and they've made numerous other plans since then. You now we always heard about Stalin's five-year plans. Well, will uh, just add, add and multiply it by 10 and you get the Chinese, uh, they're, they're a timing horizon for certain things. Quarter, they work in quarter centuries and half centuries and centuries. Whereas the United States works in quarters of a year and uh, yearly reports. And long-term planning in the United States is five years. That's long-term planning. You know, there's not a... Which isn't which isn't to say the United States is incapable of long-term planning. It's just that we don't have people with a, a substantial uh, time horizon in their mind of things going on. And uh, they don't see how to connect the dots to get there. Uh, this is what happens when you have people who are just craving... Craving, I don't know, I guess you could say craving capitalists were. A amoral corpor- corporatist, Plutarch's uh, pl- that uh, like like Bill Gates, who may have a little bit more long term thinking, but uh, his long term thinking has nothing to do with making your life better. I mean, it's about making his uh, he, he these people think in terms of power, and they think of uh, people as just merely um, you know ants and bugs to step on on the way there so we're all just you know in their world and like i said there's there's people that don't think that way and you can't get into it with them like uh, i'll make this example now Uh, so to uh, a couple days ago i you know there was a post regarding uh the various things tied to either biden or whatnot and there was somebody who kind of trolled for you know was posted and i said well here's some information you can take a look at it and, and their, their idea is, the thing is, is they want they want you to give them information. They say, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole of your conspiracy theories and everything like this. And they won't even, and then they say, well, give me all the links to the thing. Uh, and, of course, if you give them links to stories, the thing is, is they think that everything is going to be summarized in one massive story by a mainstream outlet that they, they love, say, for... Let's just say, in this case, I don't know what her, or her, taste would be, but it would probably be along the lines of a CNN or MSNBC or that kind of stuff. Along that, along that viewpoint, she doesn't know that they they're not going to do that, or she she thinks intelligence gathering is going to be an absolute. Like you have to show me the proof. Like like I'm going to be able to show her like exact crimes, you know. Uh, yeah, I can show her pictures of Hunter having sex with women that, uh, are probably on the, on the young side or, or rather she, he paid for to go along with all the depravity around him too. But I don't like to do that. I really don't, I'm not, you know, beside being disgusting and just, just not something I really spend a lot of time on in his particular, uh, his, uh, analysis. I look at his laptop. I look at his, looked at his emails Because my idea was to get into the dealings Like uh, many others have done We stayed for the We we stayed away from the other uh, Ideas And I mean I just got his emails I didn't And I got a couple of his Uh Uh, pdfs and whatnot and see what he's into but even if you show that to somebody they'll say well I don't trust it and she was exactly like that she said well it's been through yeah the laptop's real but it's been in other people's hands so basically if it's been in anyone else's hands she automatically she said it's been in the hands of people I don't trust so therefore I think that they're all going to just lie about it no no that's not that's not going to happen at all and it's very difficult to change emails and stuff like that. Yeah, you can do cut and paste and do all this other stuff. It's like, well, that's why you put it online and you have a link to a direct email. But <laughs> they never... Hunter himself in his own, uh, the, the Abbey Lowell, uh, <clears throat> this was back in, I think, March, uh, ostensibly confirmed that, yeah, yeah, the information's real and we're mad that you have it, basically. And that that we're after Ziegler and all the other people. Because this is a war, by the way. Uh, But you have people that they say, I don't have time to dig and I don't want to look at They want you to give them a summary in 30 seconds or a minute, which is fine to a degree. But when you're dealing with something complex, like a scheme to have LNG, uh, in my case, my analysis of of, uh, those two LNG projects that I've been working on, you don't just get to that by accident. I mean, <laughs> it takes a lot of information to gather to get to the, get, draw the conclusion that that you can't have a dozen connections for, to one guy that just happens to connect back to this particular deal through one or two steps. By one or two steps, I mean, either they know somebody's directly connected to the deal or, or they know somebody who can directly impact the deal and they know <laughs> the outlet's or the particular businesses who funded the deal. Which, you know, uh, that isn't by accident. Then that's basically what I have. Uh, you don't just get those things by accident. They, they occurred because there's, there's coordination. But of course, I can't prove that he has absolute 22% of this uh, deal. But, you know, <laughs> it's not a struggle once you start looking at stuff. It's an intelligence report. But people think that you know, you're know you just crazy when you put together open source intelligence and they think just, you're just drawing some wild conclusions. And when you point to the link and says, this guy is linked to this guy and this guy uh, ran and operates this particular situation which is tied to this whole thing. Or the dates and times match up or figure out and there, there's no... It's not like I'm drawing some conclusion back to seven years ago. This is something that's happened currently, currently and ongoing. And most of it is tied to Hunter's uh, dealings at the late, latter stages of uh, 2017 through 2019. So that, to, that, to that degree, it's only three or four years old, you know, four to six years old, tops. And, and we know that these things are working because money was transferred. Actual, there's actual receipts on that. There's a uh, suspicious activity reports that uh, the Senate, the House, and the Senate uh, committees have actually traced down, got information from. But if you present that evidence to them, say, "Well, here's what this is a report published by the U.S. government. It's got the names of the senators. It's got the names. It's got the links and citation. You can and, and their reports are long too. They're thirty and forty pages long. They have to build. They have to build the analysis, but." These people won't look at it. Not not people that are so uh, brainwashed to think otherwise. They may be good people, but they said they don't have time. They don't have time for someone's conjectures. Like, But the thing is, is if you actually sat with them or watched TV with them, they're probably watching people who make all kinds of harebrained assumptions and don't produce any evidence. Or they'll think that Adam Schiff is a good guy. And Adam Schiff has done nothing but lie and never produced any evidence. So... But you have to over... And I don't know this person. I don't know this person from Eve. I really don't. So I don't know what her... But based upon her, she made two substantial substantial tweets where she wrote out a bunch of stuff. And she's like, well, give me all the links to all the things I need to look at. I have to give her... I I said, you got to go look at the report. I put it inside the report. They won't open the report. They're just too afraid that you might actually have something. Or they think that you're just another idiot that doesn't know how to do anything. Which is, you know, of course, they—they're only used to thinking of people as being worthy of of, of looking at. When you teach it, when you point them to the water and say you can drink from this water, you can take a taste from it. It's not going to poison you. It's not going to. Uh, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, they don't want to do it. They're too. They're too scared. That to their their cognitive dissonance and so. I, it's like, I've set this aside a long time ago, that uh, you know. I can believe that Trump is dirty and I can believe he's corrupt and this and that and the other thing. It's just a matter of level. I know a lot of people have a severe issue about the vaccine. I'm not banging on Trump. I'm just using him as an example because it's really, uh, I mean, let's face it. He just got 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 the federal indictment put against him and got arraigned and went through the whole rigmarole of that. And I'm thinking, that's just, you know, this is the first time. This is the first time in American history. And so, for all the people out there that, you know, despise him, that actually voted for him or hate him because of the vaccine, it's like what do you want? How much blood do you want out of him? He didn't make the decision to put those needles in your arm, by the way. Joe Biden did in many many respects in terms of the military. It's like it's like a connect the if you want to connect policy Biden's administration created enormous policies to put vaccines in, in people's arms. Trump didn't have anything to do with that. He didn't have anything to do technically with even making the vaccines and initially. The vaccine was actually made by February 4th of 2020 before he even called an emergency order. Now his HHS backdated the responsibility or lack of responsibility for those things to that date. Uh, just so happened. You can look it up, and Moderna's SEC reports show when they said that they had put together the vaccine, and this was according to their timeline. According to the timeline that they've they've uh, promoted, they they did that all in four weeks after they got the the sequence from the Chinese, which is just to me utter garbage. Because yeah, I know they can make. I know people in the genetic field and biology field will would raise all hell and you know there's so many people out there with such high IQs that think they're you know think that that's just they were so he- the fact that they moved so quick on something that at that particular moment in January when that sequence was released they, the World Health Organization was saying there was no human to human transmission so think about it. they lied from the get go absolutely from the beginning and yet nobody will hold them account even people that you know, they they're down for vaccines or down. They they think everything about COVID was absolutely driven by by the virus and not driven by uh, poor medical responses. But they won't have that. And if you explain that all to them, they just think you're like I said. They think you're a five alarm nutter. They think that that they those two uh, those two situations cannot be. Those things can't be helped. They can't hold that idea in their head. They can't think that that actuality that yeah there could be a virus that but there was also a, uh, a preferred and and actually ingrained idea to uh, get people in uh, put them in lockdown mode put them inside hospitals uh, or put them inside nursing homes <clears throat> and then later on um, when they had issues to put them on ventilators and that caused uh, the bigger concern because they waited too long to treat something that they should have known how to treat and the doctors and the nurses a lot of them ultra did lots of panicking and showed that they were in ca- they they this is a group of people that are in this field that have grown up in a very sheltered bubble wrap life and uh... they didn't know how to respond emotionally correctly uh, they didn't use their training in many cases or certainly didn't show that they did um and then and then they weren't willing to be curious enough to actually ask enough questions and they t- they just took everything administrators told them and everything the cdc and the fda and nih told them as gospel which goes to show you again that they didn't pay any attention and those that were uh logical and asked the right questions were uh, not rewarded for their uh uh, skepticism and or understanding of that people make a lot of uh, make a lot of statements when they're in uh, when they're hell bent on other agendas that we were made aware of thereafter it's just not by happenstance a lot of other stuff happened just after that there was a there was a there was a plan afoot from the top down and then the, <laughs> there's been people who have written uh, very voluminously actually whole books on the idea that the elites were were doing stuff like this and believe me i don't like using the word elite but uh, it's whatever they they call themselves that uh there's plenty of there's going to be a reference in my book to uh, a particular little episode where a gal said you know the good news is uh more and more we're we're more in alignment amongst ourselves. The bad news is most of the people don't trust us uh, in the studies that the, that's literally about, that's a paraphrasing of the quote, which goes to show you that you know, yeah, people should be suspicious of people who have uh, inordinate amount of power who make random policy and really, you have no way to stop them from making such policy. and they know that. so that's why they're going for it. They know that you know. What are you going to do about it? That's really what's going on. They they have come to that conclusion. They say we have enough resources. We can buy off enough people. We can have enough army or enough uh, military and surveillance. You can thank uh, people like uh, George Herbert Walker or George well George Herbert Walker Bush and George W. Bush for all of that too. By the way, the start of the Patriot Act was not not to be was not had nothing anything that Washington ever puts a, a, a nice little uh, word to and an and acronym to you can guarantee it's 180 degrees away from exactly what they label it. And then all of us have to uh, suffer for it. So you know, to that to that point, you know why isn't he the one? Why didn't they indict his ass right after he got out of office? Oh well that was a different time. He wasn't Hitler and Trump was. Trump is the one fighting the system well yeah he's fighting against the system because he knows that the election was rigged he knows that there's no way Biden got 81 million votes sitting in his basement and anyone with any cognitive uh, awareness would would say that too I mean yeah he may have 81 million votes but he probably only had 66 million people who actually did the voting and the other 15 were just magically created out of the clear, clear blue sky all around the country They were dumping ballots in in all kinds of districts, or putting them on pallets and bringing them in in the dark of night. We saw evidence of that. That happened in Michigan. It happened in Georgia. Happened in Pennsylvania. Amazing that. Those are three areas. Those are three states in particular that I know that that was occurring. Uh, The Gateway Pundit caught a van coming in at three o'clock in the morning. Posted a video on that. Uh, There was uh, the guy who uh, handled a, a delivery. On a UPS truck, or I think it was a UPS truck, or uh, it might have been a postal service truck. Sorry. So yeah, had uh, uh, you know, lots of paper brought in, and then we know about the Georgia, in particular, they uh, had a supposedly a water leak, and people just pulled ballots out from underneath the table and started scanning them. Now that's that was the one that they had video. They had video video surveillance of. I still got that video surveillance on my computer. I'm going to have to repost it up on Rumble. Because I had it up on my old website. What I'm getting at is, you know... You know, Trump was, uh, you know... Was made a fool of. And he knows that. But he may he may also be just too... Uh, too um, lackadaisical about what he thinks he needs to do. And the, the same thing with the documents. It's like... Um, he trusts, he, he has had so many bad people around him that are willing to sell out in a New York minute. It's, it's like, yeah, um, you know what they say. You, you put the wrong people around you, you'll eventually get had, you know. And be, even if they're having just idle conversation, these people are malicious enough and they take every idle conversation and they're, they're willing to pull out those knives and stick you in the back. Everything you can say can and will be used against you in a court of law. That's that's what that's what our deep state is. That's what they do. Everything you say, just like me, everything I say, but I don't I'm not important. So if someone wants to use it against me, so be it. I you know at this point, you know, it gets to the point where we 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 have a society filled with very malicious people that just cannot get along with other human beings you know I've raised that issue but uh, certainly to to, to the Trump thing yeah there are things he probably has done in his life that I would find appalling I'm sure there may be other things where he's done things that have been great and wonderful and we don't get here getting enough uh, hearing of those those particular uh, attributes when it gets down to it most of us are very banal for most of the day you know, very ordinary, very unimportant, unambiguous. And billionaires and people that are of, of a certain ilk, yeah, they make decisions. They hire people. They may hire a lawyer, not know that he's a total scumbag because they thought that they hired a good HR person. And that HR person was supposed to vet or source or find somebody who was uh, admirable and had the right resume. Don't find out that, uh, yeah, the reason why they're on the market is because they suck. You know, or they are a mole. You know, corporate espionage. Corporate espionage exists for that reason. There's all kinds of people that are willing to hijack, and and they that's their job. That's what hell. That's that's what the Washington D.C. establishment and all the agencies are set up for. Um, there's very few of them that aren't on the, the on the same page, and the ones that aren't don't tell, talk about it because they want to keep their job and they like getting paid. So they're willing to. I mean, the whistleblowers that came out, like for the FBI, are a dime, not a dime a dozen. They're they're very uh, unique, very unique. Uh, you know, they had to they had to take a lot of risk, and they're gonna. They already paid for it. Of course, one of them already has been paid for. it That I saw significantly He'd lost his uh, job and and losing everything. So that's what they do to you. You don't play ball with them the way they want you to, you get kicked to the curb. But that's the price of having some courage and having um, a certain amount of honor about things. Having the, having you know, a whole other different uh, code. Uh, and to some degree, that, that toggles back to the Chinese. You know, they have a code, they have an unwritten code. They have a, some of them, uh, despite. Their misgivings or or um, willingness to uh, you know they don't really mention a lot of Confucianism but you know it is there um, but uh, the idea of of uh, a willingness to do anything to achieve their goal but as long as you obey the rules of their hierarchy um, and you don't embarrass them they don't like being embarrassed uh, probably that's one of the reasons why Ji decided to get a hold of a Yi. Yi Min, the guy who uh, was a billionaire working working with uh, Hunter Biden, and as he called it, the fucking spy chief. And that's why Xi got rid of him, because he was an embarrassment. He was embarrassing uh, them and embarrassing him in front of the people that uh, he wanted to maintain in his good graces. And by good graces, I mean the people in the party that would uh, uh, say, well... He isn't taking us in the right direction, you know. He, he's embarrassing us on the world stage. They are very much an honor culture still. We used to have some of that honor culture stuff going on in the United States back, you know, a couple hundred years ago, maybe even up to a hundred years ago. Um, uh, but we've lost that. We've uh, been, uh, and I hate to break the news to some uh, women out there, but you've uh, you've been highly influential in degrading your own country. Um, by saying that we all should, you know, we're all the same and we should all have the same access, you know, just absolute equity. Not about getting access to something, but uh, uh, let's just say, uh, you know, access to things that actually we haven't earned. There is a certain amount of that. Now, granted, you know, I'm not, I'm not lauding and praising the Chinese here on their, their particular ways of cutthroat situations. I'm just suggesting that you know, they have a long term thinking that would be beneficial in our culture and they would be much more beneficial if they had more individuality. But they don't like that. They despise that. They punish that in particular in their uh, um, now I would call more of a uh, fascistic communist uh, you know, they have a very um, very interesting way of looking at things and operating, and they use warfare against all of us on un- this unrestricted warfare. Any avenue, particularly propaganda, as much as uh, certain folks that I I follow in certain ways can uh, bang on the U.S. propaganda. They haven't watched a lot of Chinese uh, TV or or a tra- Chinese translation, if you want to get down to it. I'm not going to pretend that I can, but. Based upon the translation for uh, uh, to English of certain things that come out of their mouth, uh, they should people should pay more attention to that and how they uh, de, have a uh, they have a very uh, they have a whole other different concept of uh, threats. And when they say stuff, they mean it. They don't. They're not just idly talking. They don't like to just talk to hear themselves talk. Like say for myself, <laughs> but uh, they. Uh, They certainly have an agenda, but they have have a purpose behind their words. Unlike our politicians who don't seem to have a lot of purpose behind anything they say. Um, Which is probably why people despise Trump, because they are uh, in in, in both camps. And I hate to toggle back to him, but I'll use him for example. So, the left sees anything that came out of his mouth as being you know, threatening and and hurtful to them, and and they were afraid that he would go ahead and uh, get some achievement on his uh, goals, and they were worried, worried, worried that he would get his wall built up and all these other various things that he was uh, asking for uh, because it would be, it would, you know, put, you know... It would disrupt their their plans and agenda, of course, because they they just love. I mean, they just love to d- destroy everything they touch. Uh, they want to destroy morality. They want to destroy families. They want to destroy everything. The entire system. Want to burn it all to the ground, and then rule over the ashes. Because they really don't have a plan after they burn it all down. They don't. They know they don't, but they don't give a damn. That's that's how they think. I mean, they are an emotional lot. I don't like to say all of them, all leftists. I mean, but if you're really, really a leftist, yeah, that's exactly the way they think. As uh, as uh, Yuri Bezmenov said, don't don't bother with leftists; they're political prostitutes. They didn't they, as he put it in his uh, his uh, like in his uh, tone or inflection, he says, "Aim higher," and he meant he meant yeah. There's there's nothing. There's no point in. uh, uh, getting somebody who already is on your side, the point is to take somebody and subvert or turn somebody that uh, would be uh, uh, has a position, has some, some kind of pull, and but as yet is uh, not that would uh, be favorable to your opinion if you just convince them of that. But they have some, they have something. They have useful skills. That's what it boils down to. The reason why they love to go after conservatives or certain groups do or, because they want to go after people that have some competency and skill sets and money and, you know, can, can uh, be useful towards whatever it is they were trying to do. They don't want to go after leftists. Leftists aren't skillful in many things. They're skillful in emotion. They're good foot soldiers. They're good, they're good pawns to be moved around, and that's what they basically do. And really, this isn't even about left and right. It's just, it's just the idea that that's generally the case. The right is more individualistic. So no better, no better way to, to destruct a country than to tear down the people that are the most individualistic and competent and willing to invest their time and efforts to <clears throat> make things better versus somebody who's just a natural, destructive person. Uh, with psychological issues and, uh, you know, emotional, uh, lack of emotional control. I mean, I at least a long, long time ago, I used to be on the left. Um, and by being on the left, I mean, relatively speaking, at that time compared to now, I would have been just like a regular middle-of-the-road uh, uh, um, person. You're definitely independent, but definitely just in you know, I was never never socialistically minded at all. I mean, I grew up in the the dark uh the cold war era just like a lot of other people and so I didn't have a particular fond affection of of uh, Moscow and Russia. Uh but that was more their leadership had nothing to do with their people. Uh, as I've come to find out, you know, their people are probably the 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 one thing that's the saving grace of them. Of course, you know, if you talk to Ukrainian, they'd say they they, they would want ten thousand or a hundred thousand Mos- Moscow people dead right now. So anyway, the, the idea is the the whole turning of a person in the on the right is you know benefit uh, is uh, seen a as a prize in the the you know Yuri Besmanov uh, uh, analogy, and so you know the. Ch- you know, the whole concept here of the, the Chinese and the U.S. models is that we've lost everything due to this with Trump, even Trump. is, For example, on the right, they didn't say Trump could ever get anything done or he hired all the wrong people. And I agree, he hired a lot of bad people. But I've always said in, in his defense, and I, I still think this, it's, it's very difficult to hire good people when the Senate has to confirm those people and the Senate doesn't, doesn't will not get on your side because of all the rhinos that are inside the Senate. And and I'm going to hearken back to a guy we haven't heard from in a while. Uh, Je- I think his name, uh, I, re- I remember his uh, first name was Jeff. He, uh, he was a Arizona senator. He retired or uh, went out of office. I think it was in 2018 or 2019. It was actually 2020, I think. Um he he was just he got he left office right around the cusp of uh, uh, the 2020 election season. I, I do I remember I remember him in particular because there was a story released in 20 late 2019 where he said he says I can, I can get enough people for impeachment on Trump. He said that there was uh, there's only they, there's uh, 20 or 30 people uh, on the Republican side that he could turn. So that tells you he already knew. He already knew he he'd already had his conversations. He had his little checkbox. and he he's been he's fairly accurate because uh, uh, during the Biden administration, there's always been 17 to 20 turncoats that are willing to vote with Biden's uh, uh, policies on money, and in, in particular, um, just Republicans that just are you know like I said, rhinos. So they were already there. He he wasn't he wasn't. Uh, uh, he wasn't uh, wrong there in terms of what he said. Uh, as a matter of fact, that was, uh, I think, in the New York Times that published that. So that tells you, you know, you already got 20, 20 senators in, in the, uh, in the, on the Republican side that are, you know, not even Republicans. They're just, uh, they're not even independents, really. They're just whoever can buy them. And evidently, they've been all turned. And, and that's just the danger, you know. How how are you going? How can you overcome that when your own party is uh, betrayed from within, and it's actually run by a guy McConnell, who's you know, his wife is his wife, uh, his uh, her her father was uh, was good buddies with uh, the former uh, uh, CCP head back in uh, Xi Jinping back in two thousand. He's dead now, but he was like 93 years old, but she's up in age. Mitch is up in age, you know, that kind of deal. I think she's like 70, and so her father was like in his uh, mid-90s, and her father was, uh, they went to high school, or he went to high school with uh, the former head of the CCP, and they ran, um, I actually think he was a mayor of Shanghai, and developed uh, a shipping company, huge shipping company, worth billions and billions of dollars and that's what mitch mcconnell married to he married to the, the dragon lady and uh, yeah they've embedded so many they've embedded and installed so many people inside our government that have our you know don't have our best interests at heart and and so that's why especially on the right i mean how are you going to stop them i'm not saying trump is the <laughs> is the the final you know best and only solution to this um and I only say that not because not because I'm really keen with anybody else on the on the Republican side. He's the best hope you have. Um, on the Democrat side, everybody you know was uh, really getting you know eager about uh, Kennedy, which he'll he'll definitely get on the ticket somehow. I think he will, just because um, because of his name. There's uh, some out there that really are trying to. Trying to make uh, trouble for him, but they're not—they're not, they're not going to succeed. Uh, mainly because they're from the same area. Um, I don't have—I don't have a problem with him. I mean, when I say I don't have a problem with him, I—I I respect his viewpoint because I know he's not—he's not unintelligent. Though some people think that he's kind of a con artist, but I mean, uh, Doctor Shiva's who I'm t- discussing here, and I've watched his presentations, and he is very—you know. He, he could very well um, he could do better um, and by better I mean he could do a better job of uh, you know you know, not being but he, he has brought out certain things and certain aspects that are true and he's not wrong um, when you start digging into it but uh, that being said he's not going to overwhelm uh, the vast majority of people that, that know Kennedy has the name recognition. Kennedy has the family. Kennedy could probably uh, pull together the money and the resources, and he can pull pull together enough people that were are fond of the they're fond of the memory of JFK, and they're fond of the idea of what he what he could have done if it hadn't have been for all the uh of his assassination. In terms of foreign policy, and we may not have gone down the road that we did. Um, of course. I noticed the Democrats never... They hang their hat on LBJ, but LBJ was nothing but a warmongering fool. And he triggered a bunch of other stuff. And when I say other stuff, he triggered the welfare state. He triggered... uh, uh, Reinvigorated the immigration. Um, He actually destroyed the black family, at least through the policies that they got installed. Because, uh, believe it or not, up until what about uh, 1962 or so, like if you can go look at some analysis which will be included in the book that I, I, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. So in white families at that particular point in time, uh, divorce rate was about 5% in the United States. So 5% uh, got divorces. And then in the blacks, uh, black families, it was a little higher. It's probably around in, in maybe in the mid-teens. But nothing like it is today. And, or, or I may even be talking about uh, having births out of wedlock. More, more likely, the birth out of wedlock. But nevertheless, divorces were very rare and low. And yes, did the women always get what they should get out of a marriage based upon the things that they put together? Of course not. But divorce then also was more, more tied, more tied to uh, status and influence. So, you know, divorcing was more out of uh, more out of a Hollywood thing uh, driven than it was out of uh, I, you know. Midwest, uh, Middle America, Did, were there guys that were absolutely abusive back then? Of course, there's. <laughs> that's 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 historical. There, there's always bad apples. Bad apples ruin the broth, and it doesn't help that we have certain certain forces in this culture that uh, are uh, <laughs> unable to see see clearly and analyze and be reflective of certain things. And oh, by the way, do their do their homework. Uh, like cops, for example, and of course, people can be bought off and stuff like that. And of course, if you're a male and you had any substantial amount of money, you could always uh, do such things back then. It was it wasn't unknown for that to happen. Whereas women, if they were homemakers or not having status or job, yeah, they were at they were at a, a disadvantage. I I grant you that. Um, However, I don't think, uh, like I said, taking bad examples and making policy from them always winds up with worse outcomes. That is kind of the truth. That is the real truth. You know, every time they take the, for example, mass shootings. Yes, they're horrible. They're tragic. They shouldn't occur. It's like, but we never get into the sociology or the psychology of the person. It's not just that they're, you know, a psychopath or whatever. That's that's that is true, in many cases, not all. So, what caused the the caused the 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 conflict to happen? What are we doing wrong? Well, the reason why we've had such a rash of this, and it didn't happen back in the olden days. As a matter of fact, there's there's quite a bit of evidence that yeah, there were there were rando uh, killings and shootings, but it was usually tied to. A lot of direct knowledge and direct interaction with people that you know family family feuds and and uh more based in domestic uh displeasure than it was a uh, just a random shooting event those things didn't start really until the after the 70s and that's when the decline of the, the society took place so once we allowed for no default divorce and you already have birth control, and we have the, uh, the feminist movement was moving ahead. Roe v. Ray was right around the corner. So in a period of about a dozen years, we had about five or six major occurrences of social policy, plus the installation of a welfare state, uh, this uh, idea, and then, um, yeah, the growth of Medicare. All these, all these big uh, social programs have done nothing but destruct this country, too. Along with our military istric, uh, world policing policy. You stick those together, you start getting some real problems because, of course, you got mass escalation of debt, uh, the devaluing of the currency in 1971 uh, with the going off the gold standard, the last remaining cudgel uh, ever since then. We've been just letting it ride on credit and, uh, yeah, the destruction of institutions have happened ever since. Um, the left has always marched the long march to the institutions, as they call it. Well, the long march is just about in. They've, they've captured all the institutions, yet they're still crying. Why? Because the left can never be satisfied. There's nothing, there's nothing that satisfies these people, nothing. They, they, they're not satisfied until everybody else around them is miserable. And, and, and right now, not all of us are absolutely miserable, but they're trying to get there. That's why they got their puppet where they want it, and uh, the media just literally has divorced itself from any hope of ever, you know, I will never, and I guess this goes with every conservative out here, they will never trust the media again. And that's the reason why there are lots of people are trying to create a new alternative to to that, but yeah, you know. We let our we let the 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 thing with the the marriage and the the birth. So by the late '90s, uh, and white families uh, out of wedlock births went it was like right around 35 to 40 percent, and then black or I think it was probably probably more like 30 percent, and in black families or uh, black out of wedlock uh, uh, births was upwards of 16, 70 percent. No father, they they just got the man out of the household. So. Now you can complain about all the men that are running around that aren't married who have had kids and don't take care of their kids or just uh, they're just paying child support or they're half paying child support and the government's uh, footing the bill for the rest, the, the government being all the rest of us who pay taxes so that the government can exist and then the government you know doesn't provide the services we're paying we're paying for 20 million government workers that's what your taxpayer that's what your tax money does it pays for 20 million government workers state and federal which is about uh well about 12 to 15 percent of the workforce they, these people don't appreciate the fact that you pay for their they pay, the private enterprise pays for their salary They'll they'll say, well, I pay taxes too. Yeah, yeah. You pay for your you pay for your own self, yourself, your your self your self funding your own job. How you like that? You know, <laughs> government worker. Uh, yeah, you self fund your own uh, job, <laughs> and everybody else does too. But there's eight of us for every one of you, or seven of us for you know. There's eight and say 160 million. There's 20 million that are like that. So they're one eighth of it, and so the other seven uh, private enterprise people have to fund that. And of those, you take out, you know, however many, say, uh, ten thousand ultra billionaires who own what 30 percent of the the country's wealth, and. Um, they pay substantial taxes but not enough to make it make it a big deal so half the people in this country are that pay taxes if carol uh, carol uh, what's her face i can't think of her name roth is right carol roth so all in all you have all these these um things that are going on and uh yeah you go through all the, the all the social history, um, the personalities of culture, our culture. All you got to do is go back, and, and, and pictures or pictures are worth a thousand words. That I've spoken. <laughs> that uh, if you go back and look at the late fifties and um, early sixties, and look at the pictures of the people, and granted, you know, a lot of times it's overly. Um, Overly skewed towards white people, which is why the left hates white people so much. They they, they hate they the self hatred. They say, why aren't there enough black? I don't know why there aren't more, more, there weren't more pictures of black people and their families and stuff like that. Yeah, you can call it all racism, but a lot of it had to do with you know just the focus of certain folks that are in the... the you know, if you want to blame somebody, actually, you should blame the people that were involved in Hollywood and people involved in magazines and the people that were hired there. And yeah, well, Maybe you should trace the roots back to who's involved in those situations and then come back to me and tell me what you think. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know, the idea of, of, uh, of uh, you know, everybody, the, one of the things that I've seen online, certain folks, especially in the LGBT, and they, they tried to make these, uh, they say, well, we shouldn't go after people that are very rich because, you know, I, you know, we shouldn't target their entire class. It's like, this isn't a class warfare. I saw this post the other day. Uh, a girl was pointing out that there is a substantial class warfare going on. And there is. There actually is a class warfare. There's a reason why these people, the people that get to go to Davos and do stuff like that. And I'm only using that as just one example. People always think that because we mentioned Davos, that that's the only place that matters. No, no, no. That's totally totally a flawed uh, analogy of this whole situation. Davos just happens to be like the... Like Bilderberg Group, or all the junkets of all the agencies that go overseas and they sit together in these little convention centers and go on these three day junkets or five day tours. There's people that they spend half their time in a plane or a jet or wherever they're jetting off to and they give, you know, give speeches and do conferences and stuff like that. I don't have anything against all of them. There's just certain groups of people that do these things and that's all they do. They're not solving problems. They're just talking. They're doing exactly what I'm doing. It's difficult to solve problems. It really is. But these people, they have access to resources hitherto unimaginable in my life. I mean, the idea of a million dollars to them is a joke. They have access to billions of dollars, trillions at at, at this point, nearly. I mean, these are people that, you know, uh, like you know look Elon Musk bought Twitter what for 40 he got he managed to get together the scratch to throw down 44 billion dollars onto Twitter I mean think about that it's not worth it it wasn't nobody know it was worth one-tenth of that so how is it that somebody can overpay for something that much and and by the way why would any why did uh, why was Twitter's stock price so uh inflated just ask yourself that question. Why is it that we overvalue so many things and especially in the U- US market? That's the problem with the US market right now It's valued at what? I think the last time I checked there's 30 times forward earnings and usually historically speaking about 17 and a half or 18 times is about what the number is. So just look at that. You know riddle me that. Why is it that most of whatever is the gains in the stock markets is tied to the fangs or whatever? And you start looking at the, the, the skewedness or the, the things that are the market distortions that have t- occurred. And then why why is that occurring? And then when you take that out and factor out that stuff, then you see what the reality really should be. But of course we live in a distorted reality. And people overvalue things that really have no value at all. And they undervalue things that are highly important like family and friends and, and uh, being able to cooperate with each other and develop local uh units or local uh uh action to build better roads and have better schools and or better you know just work working better not so much building so much and when i say build i mean build the ideas and the concepts and and come up with a practical solution at, at the lower level uh instead we got all these uh these buttfuckers out here that are just destructing everything else around us. They don't have any... Pra- I mean, the one thing the, the, the activists... all they do is have a voice. They want to. They always talk about how they want to be heard, but then they never have anything to say. I mean, I know you could say the same thing about myself. I mean, I could tell you that there's a... you know, there's there's answers and solutions to be had on all kinds of things. But, you know, even if I say all that, you got to have the ability to get it accomplished. Um develop a movement and by movement I mean l- a local area, a local level but that's very hard around here I mean I live in a I live in a town that for three months out of the year it's abandoned by you know the vast majority of the people that uh, uh, inhabit it I mean I, I didn't I chose this university because of my connection to it after my mom died, that's why I chose where I, to live where I live and it's cheap. It's uh, there's not a lot going on here. There's not a lot of crime. It's a good place to live, for a mid-sized city. Uh, mid-sized city, under you know, it's about seventy thousand between West Lafayette and Lafayette. So when you add those things together, and it, and for the most part, people are pretty settled. Though there's always a little bit of everything going on in certain places. Um, yeah. Up till, you know, five years ago, this place was, you know, fairly stable. Now it's probably a little less so. It's certainly not not, uh, not, uh, not always uh, what I would want it to be. But, you know, think of where I could be. I could be in Seattle, Portland, Washington, D.C., or any of these big cities. Or I could live out in the middle of nowhere. I'd prefer that too. I'd glad to be... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll, end up, I'll end this on uh, this little, so Teddy K Teddy Kaczynski, he passed away recently uh, yeah, <laughs> I could go live out in the middle of nowhere like he did not do anything obviously but you know, the idea is, is it doesn't hurt to go live off the grid um, assume as long, as long as things don't get to the point where they're coming for you which is what these people will do eventually, it's not happening yet but they're trying to antagonize the entire uh, country into a civil war. And, you know, truth be told, there probably is going to be some point where that will probably occur. Um, I just don't know, you know, what will be the triggering moment. I, I know what could be. There's options there, and I'm not going to talk about it. By that, I mean, if, if, if the legal uh, processes go forward with certain people... Uh, yeah, those things will. Those things could heat up into something, and of course, that's what they want. That's what these these minions in D.C. They they really got it bad for getting at people. They really have a very. Um, they hate. They loathe. They absolutely despise the rest of this country, uh, in so many ways. You know, it's not that I've heard them out loud say that, but you can tell by what they're willing to go through or what they're willing to put certain groups, uh, certain folks through, whether it be the J6 or Trump or any of the people that were connected to his administration. Uh, Ken Paxton, for example, they went after him too. They went after anybody who who resists their uh, thing. That's how malevolent these people are. They've really lost their souls. They don't, they're not Americans they're not constitutionalists they're not people that i would would give one spit for um, i wouldn't i wouldn't let them do anything for me i just wish they would get lost if i could literally uh, cleave off washington dc and, and say okay you don't have any control over the rest of us that would probably be good they're swamp creatures are that evil They. They have no use They're just a bunch of lawyers and lackluster folks that get overpaid by us, the taxpayer, or now by the Federal Reserve to, to run this country into the ground. They don't, there's no new ideas coming out of D.C. anytime soon. And all we're doing is uh, twisting in the wind while it's happening. So I'm going to leave it there. God bless the United States of America and God save the world.